You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric, and this is episode 39. Yes. Hello, my gruesome addicts. Thanks up? for joining us. Yeah, for another case. You ready for this one? Just get into it, right? I mean, I chose it. I know you did. Guys, Eric chose this one. I didn't hear about this. This is not very well known, I don't think, compared to like around that era, right? There's a lot of serial killers, oh. especially in California. But yeah, this is a crazy one. I'm, I'm pretty proud of you for finding this one. Thanks. Yes. Okay. So this is a story about the Doodler murders. Spoiler alert, this person has still never been caught. So there's little information about this person. According to police, he was dubbed the Doodler murder. He would doodle the faces of people like on napkins that he came across at like bars and such. And uh, he would just like approach them with these doodles like of them, like, you know, like a little portrait of this person. And, and some, give it to them? Yeah. I've seen a guy on TikTok that does that. Seriously? Yeah. What? Yeah, no way. He's just like super crazy portraits. Like just people just like sitting on the, on the subway and stuff like that. And then he goes up to them and gives it to yeah. them? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's a trip. We got to look into him. Seriously. <laughs> Who is this person? Some men liked his approach and that's how he would get them to leave with him. I just wanted to state uh, that this story takes place in San Francisco, California. And according to Wikipedia.com, quote, San Francisco in the 1970s was a global hub of culture it was known worldwide for hippies and radicals. The city was heavily affected by drugs, prostitution, and crime. Outcasts and the socially marginalized were attracted by a greater tolerance and acceptance of diverse cultures in the city, unquote. This is where it all begins. In the early hours of January 24, 1974, a man walking along Ocean Beach in San Francisco came across a man lying face up who appeared to be dead. This man called 911 at 1.30 a.m. to inform authorities of what he had just stumbled upon. And this is that call. Okay, okay. Mrs. Quentin, may I help you? Yes. I believe there might be a dead person on the beach at, uh, right across from uh, Uloa Street. Uloa Street. Uh, if you follow the street right down to the water. I was walking along there and I saw somebody lying there. But I didn't want to get too close because, you know, you know what could happen. Okay? Mm -hmm. Did you want to give me your name, sir? No, I don't think that's necessary. I just wanted to let somebody know. Maybe needs help or something. But, um, felt it was my duty to report it. Okay, fine. Let's check it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye. So I know it's kind of a little choppy. So this is the transcript of the call. Operator states, communications, this is Quintana. May I help you? Caller goes, yes, I believe there might be a dead person on the beach at uh, right across from Alua Street, Alawa Street. Uh, if you follow the street right down to the water. I was walking along there and I thought I saw somebody lying there, but I didn't want to get too close to him because you never know what could happen. Okay. The operator goes, um, did you want to give us your name, sir? The caller goes, no, I don't think that's necessary. I just wanted to let somebody know maybe he needs help or something. But uh, I felt it was my duty to report it. Operator goes, okay, fine, we'll check it out. The caller goes, okay, and the operator hangs up. 
So I just thought that was kind of weird. Like he's walking along the beach at 1.30 a.m. I know multiple people do that. Nobody has the same schedule. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of weird that he's walking along the beach 1.30 a.m. Doesn't want to give his name to the operator. It's a little sketch, right? Yeah. They never found out who this caller was either. The man found dead was lying face up, fully clothed, and appeared to have fought back his attacker as he had self-defense wounds on his left hand. And he was like pretty badly beaten up. He also was in slight rigor mortis. He had $21.12 in his pocket and a Timex watch on his wrist. He was temporarily known as John Doe number 7, but was later identified as 50-year-old Gerald Earl Covenaugh, born March 2, 1923, in Montreal, Canada. He moved to San Francisco, where he began working at a mattress factory. Gerald was a Christian, and he it looks like he never, was never married or anything. And unfortunately, there is very little information about his life prior to his death. The doodler killer's first victim is believed to be Gerald. The cause of death was multiple stab wounds. Almost five months to the day on June 25th, 1974, an unidentified woman was walking by Spreckles Lake in Golden Gate Park when she came across what appeared to be a dead body. She called her friend and informed him of what she had found. In turn, like he ended up calling the police instead. Why she called a friend, I, I have no idea. I've never been in that position. Maybe, you know, that's just something that people do. But He was identified as 27-year-old Joseph Stevens, but he went by Jay. He was seen by people the night before his murder, leaving the Cabaret Club on Montgomery Street. Police believe that he may have driven to Golden Gate Park with his murder. Jay was found with three stab wounds, uh, and blood in his nose and mouth. He was found shortly after he was murdered. Jay was born in Texas, but later moved to San Francisco where he became a female impersonator at uh, Pinocchio's club. An advocate for Jay after his death stated, quote, when Stevens first appeared on stage eight years ago, he made a sensation in San Francisco as a stunning impersonator. Over the years, however, he had moved away from the role of impersonating beautiful women and concentrated more on gay comedy, unquote. He is believed to be the doodler's second victim, but just 12 days later, on July 7th, 1974, a woman by the name of Tauba Weiss was walking her dog, who she named Moondance, I thought that was a cute name, uh, along Ocean Beach, the same beach that Gerald was actually found. This is what she, uh, she quoted. Quote, the dog was running and I followed him. I knew something was wrong. I saw a man lying there and he wasn't moving. I knew he was dead, unquote. This is when she returned home and she called police. The body was identified as 31-year-old Klaus Christman. He was found with his throat slashed in three places and was stabbed up to 15 times. One detective even stated that it was one of the most vicious stabbings he had ever seen. Klaus was wearing a tan leather jacket, black side zipper ankle boots with brown Cuban heels, a white Italian shirt, orange bikini briefs, one blue moonstone ring, and one brown cameo ring along with his gold wedding band. They also found a makeup tube in his pocket. It was believed that he may have been hiding his sexuality as he was married and he had two children. Kloss was working for Michelin at the time of his death and was last seen at Bojangles restaurant. He had been staying with friends but originally was from Germany where his body was sent back after his death. And he is believed to be the third victim of the doodler. A month after his murder, the Sentinel, which is an LGBT publication, and they published an article August 9th, 1974, stating, quote, quote, all apparently involved, the victim meeting someone who suggested driving to a remote area as the beach or Golden Gate Park. All three were viciously stabbed front and back. All three were stripped of identification and property, unquote. 
On May 12, 1975, a hiker came across a male body behind a sand dune located at Land's End, which is known as, quote, a park in San Francisco within the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. It is a rocky and windswept shoreline at the mouth of Golden Gate between the Sutro District and Lincoln Park and a butting Fort Miley military reservation, unquote. The man found was 32-year-old Frederick Kappen. He was wearing a blue corduroy jacket, multiple colored, like a Picasso shirt, blue jeans, brown socks, and brown shoes. His shirt and his jacket were soaked in blood. His cause of death was stab wounds to his aorta and his heart, and it appeared that he had been dragged about 20 feet to the location that he was found. So why this person moved him? I'm so curious. Is why you know? Yeah. Like why? What was the purpose of that? According to the obituary ran in the Port Los Angeles Daily News about his life, stated that he was a medical corpsman in the Navy. He had also received the, quote, recommendation medal for saving four men under fire in the Vietnam War, unquote. So that's pretty fucking amazing. It was really sad that he had to die in such a horrific way. That made it easier for him to be actually identified. Frederick was attending school while living with his grandparents, and he is believed to be the dueler's fourth victim. Not even a month later, on June 4th, 1975, a hiker found a body in Lincoln Park. This man remained unidentified for a while, so they referred to him as John Doe number 81 until they did identify his body to be that of 66-year-old Harold Goldberg. It appeared that he had been there for about two weeks due to his decomposition state. He had no underwear on and his pants were unzipped. He had slashed a bunch of slashes like across his neck. Harold was a Swedish-American immigrant and he was a sailor as well. He had stopped in several different harbors from June 1930 to July 1940, including Boston, Puerto Vita, Cuba, Shanghai, Melbourne, San Luis Obispo, Yokohama, and Liverpool. So I thought that was pretty cool. Harold was believed to be the doodler's final victim. Five months after his death, the San Francisco Police Department released a sketch of what they believe the doodler appeared to look like. This is what the SFPD stated about this man. Quote, frequent bars and restaurants in the upper market and Castro areas. He's black between 19 and 22 years old, between 5'10 and 6 feet tall, slim, and frequently wore a Navy-type watch cap, unquote. And to this day, there still have been no answers. They brought people in for questioning, but no arrests were ever made. In February 2019, police offered a $100,000 reward for any information on the case, and they ended up releasing a new sketch of what the potential killer may look like now. But crazy enough, in January of 2022, the San Francisco police identified a sixth victim of the doodlers, 52-year-old Warren Andrews. He was found at, uh, as, as well as another victim at Lands End Park, but he was found on April 27, 1975. Police believe there may have been up to like 16 murders by the doodler. There were also three men that were assaulted in the area by this, this murderer, but when asked to testify in court, they actually refused because they were scared that he was going to come after them after they like testified. In I, I read that too, and it wasn't only because they were scared that he would come after them. There was just no d trust in that community between police officers. That makes I was sense. Reading. Wow, I didn't read that. Yeah, yeah. that makes, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a bummer that... You know, that happens, like what you're saying, and then the fact that they're scared to come out and like something could have happened more. Somebody, like, you know, could have had another suspect. I don't know. Maybe they could have arrested somebody, but but I get it, though. I've never again, I've never been in that position. So, you know, I can't say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's scary. 
Police believe that he may have been an art student, this doodler, because of his doodles, <laughs> like an art student based, uh, like I was saying, on his doodles. Um, but they were never released out to the, you know, yeah, they were I never released. Find any of the fucking of I know. The sketches or doodles. Yeah, I don't know why they don't want to release them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, it drives me crazy. I wanted to <laughs> Watch, find them we, so bad. We see them and they're just like stick figures. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we never really know what these these uh, sketches look like. But I will post both the sketches from the police that they put out. One of them are, is from October 24th, 1975. And the most updated one is from May 8th, 2018. So there's no doodles from the doodler, but they doodled the doodler. <laughs> yes. We got a doodle from the police about the doodler, but no actual Maybe doodler. Maybe he was a cop. <gasps> uh, one of the sketch artists. That's, ooh. Never thought about that. Very true. Makes you wonder. So yeah, this person could either be alive and walking amongst amongst us to this day. Yeah. Or is because this person could already be dead. We have no idea. No idea. But look at these sketches from back then and to this day. Or from what, 2018. See if you know this person. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is the story of the Doodler murders. Thank you, Eric, for this story. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. It is, it's crazy because it's like around the same time as um, Golden State Killer. Uh, and uh, what's his name? I know Night uh, Stalker was more in the 80s, I believe. Yeah. Uh, also, shit, what was Zodiac, Dahmer. but I think that was 60s. Oh, shit, I didn't think about the him. The Dahmer yeah. thing, too. And it's so crazy because their stories align with, you know, the gay community and all that. And I wonder if it's like not acceptance of homosexuality that these guys turn into a rage afterwards i i believe in my opinion i I do believe that i definitely believe that especially back then you know yeah like like the guy that was married like you know i feel like uh, it was like hiding it yeah they didn't want to come out and say that they were gay or whatever which is freaking horrible but and then that's why all these murders happen i believe sad yeah just be who you are man just be who you are Anyways, okay, that's the, the end of the story for today. Please rate, review, tell a friend. Visit my website, Gruesome and Unnatural. Um, <laughs> don't even know my own website. Gruesomeandunnatural.podbean.com. You can also give us suggestions, Gruesome and Unnatural at Gmail. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, thanks for listening. Until next Monday. Stay safe and be aware, guys. <laughs>